You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that while this all sounds so magical it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path this is why i made you an insightful quiz In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey sisters, welcome to episode 18 of the Rooted Feminine podcast. If you heard my intro from the episode last week, I was just really caught up in a lot of stuff that was going on in my life and feels like things are starting to even out. Things are starting to get a little bit lighter here, settling in and settling down a little bit. And that is something that is always welcome when the external gives us a little break. Remember back last week, external locus of control versus internal locus of control, feeling like the external is giving me just a little bit of a break this week. So I will take that. Thank you. I receive. I would love to remind you about our Sacred Living Audio Summit that is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Again, you can register for that over at rootedfeminine.com slash sacred. Me and a bunch of my spiritual besties are getting together to share our wisdom. And these are wise women. These are women who have been on journeys. I won't even say one journey, 
so many journeys and they are just graciously coming together to share that with you and to help you reclaim your sacred in the boring times, in the tough times, in the stressful times, in all of those mundane moments that don't feel magical. We're here to tell you that there is a way to bring in the magic, right? We can be modern mystics who live in this 2023 crazy world and who also have a deep reverence and deep connection to our magic to our mysticism, to the mystic realms. It is both and around here. It is both totally possible to be a modern woman and a mystical woman. And we cannot wait to walk you through that over on the Sacred Living Audio Summit. Again, all of the audio interviews will be available for you. There's not going to be a drip or a situation where you have to wait for anything. So if you are a podcast binger like me, They will all be there for you. Or if you like to take your time and work through things and pick the one that serves you most that day or that moment, that will be available to you as well. The audios will go live on October 2nd, and then all week we'll be having some fun things planned. So you definitely want to save your spot. We have women talking about all kinds of things. We have money, we have motherhood, we have intuition. We have somebody who's going to come and talk about ruins and how to use ruins and symbols in your everyday life to call in more of the energy that you need, more of the magic that you need in the moment. So there's stuff from real, I don't want to say basic, that's not the word, but like cerebral, right? Like real thoughtful stuff all the way to the furthest woo stuff you can get and everything in between. So it's really going to serve us on our spiritual journeys, on our growing path. So again, I would love to invite you to save your spot. You can do that over at rootedfeminine.com slash sacred. Today, we're going to be talking about four alternatives to long spiritual ceremonies. And don't be fooled by the title. I am somebody who loves ceremony. I can turn ceremony or anything into a ceremony, which is part of the reason we're doing the Sacred Living Summit, right? How do we bring magic into the mundane? So I can turn making morning coffee or making morning tea into a ceremony. So I love them. I do my own several times a week and pour in the energy and the effort and the time and the devotion to ceremony at least two or three times a week. I always sit in at my altar once a day at least, but not all of them are dedicated ceremonies. I'm not able to do full rituals all of the time. And that's what I want to talk with you guys about today because you likely, just like me, are not able to do ceremony or full ritual all the time. If you're looking for help with this, you could definitely join us inside of Rooted because we do a full ritual every single month working with that particular feminine archetype. So in October, we'll be working with witch. In November, we'll be working with dark goddess. So you know that the doors to the Rooted Sisterhood are always open. The reasons that I love ceremony are because I love the depth and the devotion, that deep devotional level that I am able to achieve or to reach. I don't like the word achieve there. I like reach or maybe even open up to the devotion that bubbles up when I'm in a ceremony space or ceremonial energy. I love giving me myself that space and that place and that just energetic bubble to rekindle and reconnect with my sacred feminine. 
right? I'm even slowing down my speech here because I think that this is something important for us to not only think about, but to feel into. So when we do have the space, the energy, the capacity, and the time to do ritual and ceremony, I do think it's important. I do think it's important on the feminine path. However, I have two kids. I run two businesses. I don't always have time to drop into a full ceremony or full ritual. And I'm sure that you guys all have your own shit going on, right? You also maybe run businesses. You also might be moms. You also might have careers. You also might have partners or parents or siblings or just other things going on that demand your time, your effort, and your energy. And so how do we walk the feminine path? How do we be modern mystics and have full lives and also have our spirituality be part of that life? How can we still be sacred without stepping into full ceremony or full ritual? It's not the easiest thing to carry out a full ritual in the grocery store, at the doctor's office, right? At date night, right? We can't always do full rituals, but we can get into a ritualistic or a ceremonial energy state. And those are things that I want to talk about you today. I know everyone listening can resonate with this, right? We want more sacredness. We want more magic. We want a rooted life, but we're not going to necessarily all of us cut ties with every single thing, right? We're rewilding by choice, but we're not rewilding everything. We're not hermits as much as we might want to be. We're not. So how do we have a resolution here? It seems like often there's a rupture or a disconnect between our spiritual selves and our lives, right? Our spiritual life and our life life or our spiritual life and our romantic life, our spiritual life and our business or our work life, right? But we don't have to have that rupture. We can repair that and we can reconnect those two things so that we can be spiritual all the time. Instead of it being something that we do and we set aside 20 minutes for a ritual or an hour for a ceremony or whatever, instead of it being something we have to do and have on our to-do list, it can be who we are. It can be who we are. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to shine a light here and introduce some alternatives to ceremony or alternatives to ritual because that's not the only way to be spiritual. Okay. They're great. I think they're necessary, but they're not the only way. So how can we create a temple space in immediate moments? How can we enter the energetics of sacredness without necessarily having to remove ourselves from our life? That is what is going to be fun to talk about. I think when we save our spiritual energy for ceremony only, a couple of things happen. Going back to what I just said, it puts us in that place of our spirituality is something that we do instead of it just is who we are. It's how we be. It's something that we do. Maybe it's like, I have to do my morning routine or I have to do my morning ritual, which again, great. If that's the way that you start your day in your best and highest energy, cool, go for it. That's amazing. But it isn't the only way and spirituality is not the goal to be something that you do. It's to be how you be, right? Not what you do, but how you be. 
only thinking about ceremony, I think tends to have the possibility of putting a strain on our practice almost, right? Oh, haven't been spiritual today. Let me clear my schedule so I can go sit at my altar and light some candles and pull some cards and work with my crystals or whatever, right? It almost puts a strain on it. It's like you can feel like you failed if you didn't get to your altar that day, or you can feel like you, it's obligatory, right? Like you have to do this in this certain way with these certain rules. And that doesn't really give us a lot of that openness, a lot of that receptivity, a lot of that flow that we're stepping onto the feminine path for, right? And this, in my mind, leads to inconsistency. Yes, we want to flow on the feminine path, but we also want to bring in some container. This is sacred union between within ourselves, sacred union between our masculine energy, holding us accountable, creating a container for our spirituality, creating consistent spirituality, and then the feminine in that being able to flow within those containers, within those parameters. So you might say, I want to feel spiritual every day, at least once every day. But what I want you to know through this episode is that does not mean you have to do a full ritual every day. That doesn't mean you have to do a full-on ceremony every day. And I don't want us to have this divide, this separation. Like I'm only spiritual when I sit down in this place in my house or this place outside or whatever. That's the only time I'm spiritual. Saving all of your spiritual spirituality or your spiritual energy for ceremony only creates that divide. It makes it like there's a time and a place where I can be this way and all the other spots in my life, I'm not that way, which is not the point. It's the, the exact opposite of the point. So instead, when we're able to tap into the sacred in everyday moments, basically the exact opposite happens, right? Our spirituality becomes who we are. We can drop into the mystic realm in any moment, right? When we're tying our shoe, right? We could make tying our shoe sacred. We could be energetically in tune with our divinity. We can be energetically in tune with the universe, with our soul, with our spirit, whatever, while we're brushing our teeth, right? When you can bring sacred into the mundane, our spirituality becomes who we are. It's not relegated to this time or this place or this functionality in my life. It just becomes who we are. And that is what's going to help us on that rooted life. If you remember back to last week, talking about really cultivating a rooted life, building an energetic state that is so honest and true and soulful within that the external environment can't help but match you energetically. That happens when you're able to be someone who is spiritual. Spirituality is how you be, not what you do. So when you can find that sacredness, going and walking to the mailbox and getting your mail, right? That's what we're aiming for here. And this leads to a practice that grows with us and serves us in every moment because it's still a practice. Whether you're sitting down for ritual or you're finding sacredness in these everyday moments, it's still a practice. We are still actively rewilding. We're still actively deconditioning from patriarchy, from the way we've been raised, from all of these things. So it's still something we practice. But one may be easier for you to practice than the other. 
ceremony and ritual might be difficult to get into all of the time in this consistent way that lets you feel like you are a spiritual being versus these everyday moments and carrying your spirituality with you everywhere you go, that might be a practice that's easier for you and serves you on a bone deep level because it's just always with you instead of shoved into a corner, right? And I'm looking at my altar right now and I freaking love my altar and it's beautiful and it's completely cultivated in a way that represents me and my soul. And I do work to sit down there every single day, but I also want to be spiritual in the bedroom. I want to be spiritual in the boardroom. I want to be spiritual when I'm having lunch with my friends. I want to be spiritual when I'm having a difficult conversation with my mom or whatever. Like I want all of those things to be sacred. And so we need to learn how to carry our spirituality away from the altar and carry it with us in the everyday moments. So let's dive into how we can do that right? What are some ways that we can tap into our sacred, to our soul without having to do a full ceremony or a full ritual? I think I want to take a second here and just make a note here between traditionally like masculine spiritual practices and what would be considered more on the feminine path. Okay. So sitting down to meditate, being still, being stoic, actively trying to clear your mind Those would all be more masculine strategies when you are really working on trying to get to that five, to ascend, to get to a higher level, to change yourself, to be a higher level, to be spiritual. Okay. That would be masculine. And that type of spiritual practice serves us in different ways. But what we're talking about here more is more of the feminine path, which is really working on rooting in to acknowledging the divinity within you and not that you have to change or leave your body to become divine, but that you are already divine in yourself. And knowing that your connection to you, your connection to the planet and your connection to the mystical realms is where you find your spirituality. Okay. So it's not about leaving It's about connecting in other things that are common in feminine practices are like, you want to call in something into your mind, right? If you're working on your mysticism and you're working on feminine magic, those are Oracle abilities. An Oracle is somebody who sees things, who gets vision. So we don't want to clear our mind or detach on the feminine path. In fact, we want to attach. We want to connect on the feminine path. Okay, so what are four ways that we can carry our feminine spirituality with us anytime away from our altar when we're in our normal lives? So again, I've been using the same examples lately, but like at the grocery store, at the doctor's office, at the school pickup line, anytime you feel like, hey, I'm not tuned in here, I'm disconnected, I'm wrote, I'm going through the motions. I'm not living a full and present life. I want to bring more sacred here. I want to be blown wide open. I want to sense the world beyond just my five senses. I want to sense with my sixth sense. Like I want this to be profound. Again, any moment, walking to get the mail, 
tying your shoe, all these just basic things that I've been mentioning today, all of those things can be experienced through this blown, open-hearted, open-souled way, right? And here are four techniques to help you do that. The first one is going to be breath, okay? And breath it shows up in the masculine path as well, right? Often when we're trying to clear our minds or whatever, we're focusing on the breath. But with the feminine, breath can be different, right? We can do longer inhales and longer exhales. We can do different counts of breath. The super Winhoff breaths, like I'm not going to do it in the microphone because it would sound really silly, but like the, he, like the forceful breaths, maybe not what we need. Maybe if you need to clear some energy real quick and you're maybe, okay, let's use this example. You go to the grocery store, there's a jerk in there. I don't know why I'm like not cussing on my own podcast, but whatever. There's a jerk in there and you're like, God, that was really shitty. And I don't want that kind of energy to carry out with me. So as I walk from the checkout to my car, I am going to use fire breath. I'm going to breathe this energy out. I also, I don't have this in one of the four tips, but thresholds. So we're going to on the fly, make this five tips. (laughs) Thresholds are great. So you're leaving the cashier. You have to walk through the threshold of a door to get to the parking lot where your car is. So maybe you're doing fire breath. You're like, get this out of me, get this energy out. I want to shake this off. That's another one we'll touch on in just a second is movement, but you're, we're focusing on breath here. And then you walk under the threshold from the inside of the grocery store out to the parking lot through that threshold moment you can use as an energy, energetic cleanse. You can say, as I walk through this threshold, cleanse this from me, remove this anger, remove this frustration, whatever you walk through the threshold. And now you've used breath and threshold in an everyday moment. Okay. That's more of a grounding technique. Again, I'm weaving back into last week's episode, but that's more of a reaction to an external stimuli, right? But let's say you're wanting this to be a more rooted technique where it's coming from an internal locus of control. And you're saying, Hey, I just did that whole grocery shop. And I've been just, I was out of my body the whole time. I was completely disconnected, just going through the motions. I know the aisles by heart and I got the cereal and the whatever. And I don't like being disconnected like that. So you can go through the same exact process, but I wouldn't probably use fire breaths there, I think, but I would maybe use elongated deep breaths there, like body breaths. Like maybe you really want to reconnect with your womb space. So you're breathing all the way down to your womb. And again, you can use that threshold. You can say, as I cross from inside to outside, as I cross through this threshold, bring me more into my body. And then through breath and through threshold, you have made that walk from the checkout to your car more sacred. Okay. So breath is a great one and different types of breaths serve you in different scenarios. Okay. Another feminine tool or technique that we can rely on is sound. Remember masculine, we're trying to be silent. We're trying to be stoic. We're trying to clear our mind. We're trying to almost act as if our body is, doesn't exist so that our consciousness can go somewhere else. Feminine is different. We want sound. So you may use sound in terms of size. You may use sound in terms of like humming, moaning. If you're really in a full ceremony or full full ritual, you might call some like real crazy sounds up, especially when we do shadow work inside of Rooted. We're like 
like guttural growling roaring kind of noises come out you might not want to do those in public totally understandable cool got you but what is a good sound that you can do in public is mantra okay again mantra is not new to me it's totally an ancient practice most likely from like hindu cultures and things like that so not really trying to be appropriative here but understand that this is a practice that's ancient that we're, comes from other cultures and we need to acknowledge where these practices come from but mantra is a great sound that you could do in public right you can say mantras to yourself in your head and that's not exactly sound right when you say it out loud that is the transfer of energy so somebody might be like what'd you say and you're like oh nothing right but you can use a mantra it could be as simple as i've got this i've got this i've got this i've got this or Again, that would maybe be more like a grounding technique, like an external reaction type one. But if you're feeling disconnected, you can just say something like, my power is in my body and my body is beautiful or something like that. I would encourage you to say it out loud. But again, this can something you can do in 10 seconds. You could, if you're super embarrassed, pull out your phone or pull it, put your AirPods on, earbuds, whatever, and put them in. And then talk to yourself. So people will be like, oh, she's on the phone. But this is a great way to utilize sound, which moves energy, which helps you connect on a soul level and is something that you can do in public or anytime, right? You're cleaning your kitchen. You can use breath. You can use sound to clean your kitchen, right? Saying mantra, something like, I cleanse this space and I cleanse my energy, or I cleanse this space to cleanse my energy. I cleanse this space. You're scrubbing the freaking microwave, right? The SpaghettiOs out of the microwave, but you are utilizing this mantra and you're making the SpaghettiOs sacred, okay? So I hope that you're, I'm just say literally, I was just gonna say, I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. So not a normal me phrase, but it wanted to come out anyway, but I hope you're getting what I'm saying here in terms of the fact that everyday moments can be more sacred. You don't have to only rely on full ceremony or full ritual. Hey, sister, I've got a question. How many times in the past few days have you lost your shit at your kids or your partner, been tempted to flip someone off in traffic, felt meh about your to-do list, or sensed a disconnect from your body when you looked in the mirror? Basically, how often have you been stressed or simply going through the motions? This is the feeling we get when our feminine magic is slipping through our fingers, when we can sense our power but not quite grasp it. You might think that the answer is to run off to some spiritual retreat, to remove yourself from the triggers of everyday life, and to fully immerse yourself in divine energy. But what happens when you get back home, when you're right back in the thick of your life and your business? See, we are modern mystics, but we are not monks. We feel our spiritual best when we're communing with our ancestors at the grocery store, when we're listening to our womb wisdom at the doctor's office, when we're advocating with heart unconditional love at the parent-teacher conference, and when we're calling in our soul contracts while we make our money. We do not need to run away from the everyday stressors in our lives. What we need is to saturate them with sacredness. 
which is why I am so excited to invite you to my upcoming Sacred Living Audio Summit. I've gathered more than 20 of my closest friends to bring you some no shit wise woman advice on how to make even the most mundane moments of your everyday life feel magical. Beginning October 2nd, you'll get access to our private podcast feed where you'll find exclusive interviews with the most powerful women I know. It's going to be full of divine downloads and wisdom to help you embody your feminine path. So if you're ready to start living your most magical life yet, head on over to rootedfeminine.com sacred to join us for this exclusive event. Okay. The next one is movement. And again, if you're self-conscious or more introverted, there's certain movements you're probably not going to want to do in public. You're not going to be want to be at like the library or the break room at work doing like ecstatic dance, probably, maybe not. But there are things that you can do in everyday moments to call on movement or touch. So you can sway right? You could just be, you probably hear me going back and forth across the microphone because I'm swaying, but you could be standing in line and just do a little sway, right? You're probably not going to twerk though. Some of us might, but you could just do a little hip sway and it only has to be like once or twice if you want. Stretching is great because everybody stretches, right? But it's what happens is the intention is the important part. You're not just going to like stretch, but you're going to be like, as I stretch, I am connecting in my heart center or something like that, right? And you just reach your arms back, Maybe you like do a stretch where you're actually opening up your heart and no one's going to think twice about it, but you are intentionally calling in through that movement, some sort of spiritual connection. Again, this movement, like when I was talking about the jerk at the grocery store, you could, you could just shake your hands, right? Get that energy out through movement. That would be more of a grounding or an external response, but even just a stretch or a tapping, tapping's great too. Of course, some of the tapping is like on your face or your temples. Those are ones, again, you might not want to do out in public, but like a tap on your wrist, the inside of your wrist, or I know that there's other points and pulses where you can tap. Maybe you're sitting down at a meeting at work and you're just tapping on like the backs of your knees or some of these other touch points. No one needs to see that, but you are bringing sacredness to these moments that happen every day. Okay. Tapping, swaying, stretching, shaking, any of those movements or touches can be a great way while you're out and about in your everyday life to make it more spiritual for you. All right. And the next one is magic or mysticism. Okay. These ones get a bit more woo, right? But we can absolutely call in visualization. So Let's say you're at work, you have a big presentation coming up. This is no secret, right? Like athletes do this all the time. Vision yourself winning the game or visualize yourself making the goal or whatever. You can absolutely visualize yourself doing that presentation. And visualization is your oracle ability, right? Yeah. We're some, when you get real mystical, we're trying to get visions before they happen or whatever, right? There's lots of ways to get into Oracle and visualization, but you can use visualization to craft your energy so that you are crafting your environment. Okay. So you can use that at work. You can visualize. I'm thinking of my little one. She is a firecracker and she's often hard. Like she's just hard sometimes. So when I'm in the school pickup line, 
and I'm pulling up and I see her. I just real quickly, I'm like, I just visualize this being pleasant. <laughs> she's going to get in the car and she's going to say, hi, mommy, how are you? And it's, we're going to be in a good mood. So I'm visualizing that, right? I'm putting it out into the world the way that I want it to happen. And it is connecting me with my spirit. It is connecting me with soul. I'm not just going through the motions and I'm certainly not like white knuckling the steering wheel being like, oh, Jesus, this is going to be terrible because then if she's going to open the car and feel that energy and it's automatically going to set her off, right? So we can utilize these spiritual techniques to work on our energy so that the environment matches, right? What else is in mysticism? Things like intuition, at the gro- I keep going back to these basic examples, but at the grocery store, should I get this orange or should I get this orange? Or should I get oranges or should I get cherries? Try asking your body instead of just asking your head. We might be like, oh, I got to get what's on sale. Cool. I get that. I get that. Totally get that. But if you go to the apples because they're on sale, maybe you say, which five apples speak to me? Which are the ones that are right for me? Practice those things. That can be really fun, right? Your intuition is a skill set and it goes rusty if you don't use it, right? We all have access to intuition, but the more we hone it, the more we use it, the more it's going to show up for us when we are making those big decisions or when we are wanting to call upon a little bit more magic, but use your intuition at the grocery store, right? When you're getting your freaking nails done, right? Which color do I want? Do I want pale pink or do I want magenta? And ask your intuition, ask your body what it wants, ask your soul what it wants. We can practice these things again, just in the everyday. Another one is intention. And I talked about that a little bit with the movement, but like, how do I want this to go? How do I want this to be? How do I want to show up here, knowing that our intentions are only soul-focused. We can't have intentions for other people, right? We can't intend anyone else's point of view. We can't intend anyone else's behavior. We can't intend anyone else's decision-making, all of that. The only intentions that we have are our own, but we still can practice intention. We can still say, I want to be wildly open on this date night. I don't want to be shut down. I don't want to allow work stress or family stress or anything to come in. I want to just be completely heart-led on this date. And so then maybe you call some energetic like intention. You call your energy to your heart and you just allow it to open. Maybe you need some help here because this is new to you or hard for you and you bring on visualization. And so you call your energy to your heart and you pick your favorite flower a daisy, whatever. And you imagine that flower opening. Mine's a tulip right now. And you just call it to mind and then you open. So you're pairing two of these. You're pairing visualization and you're pairing energy movement, energy intention, and you're opening your heart. And then you step into that door at the restaurant using threshold. And you say, as I cross this threshold, my heart is open and boom, you have the best date night of your life right? So all of this is so fun to play around with. And all of this is so cool to play around with. I want to just remind you that ceremony is beautiful. I fucking love ceremony. I love ritual and I do them often, 
but it's not something that I can do all of the time. So whether we need it as a grounding technique or whether we just want to intentionally cultivate some spirituality in that moment, there are ways beyond ceremony or ritual. Breath, sound, movement, and touch, mysticism, and our bonus threshold. Okay. So I hope this has been fun for you. I got really excited doing this episode. It was really fun for me and it lifted me up a bit. Yeah. I hope it was good. I hope you enjoyed it. As a reminder, if you love the idea of being a modern mystic, right? If you love the idea of bringing sacredness to the nail salon, if you love the idea of using intuition to pick your oranges, then you are going to want to register for the Sacred Living Audio Summit. More than 20, I think we're up to 26 or 27 presenters right now, and just more are coming in and joining every day. They are going to share their tips exactly like what you heard today, right? To help you live in a spiritually rooted way, to help bring sacredness into the everyday. These are wise, wise women. Like I am in awe of the wisdom that these women carry talking about everything from parenting, astrology, energetics, romantic relationships, sex, parent money, body movement, body love, menstrual cycles, all of the things will be here. So whatever wisdom you need, you will have access to. Again, you can binge everything if you want, or you can pick and choose whom serves you in that moment the best. Those Interviews will be yours. So once you register, you will have access to them. The interviews go live on October 2nd. So make sure that you save your spot. And we're going to be doing some other fun things all week long. So the link to register is at rootedfeminine.com slash sacred. All right. And I can't wait to see you guys there. I've had so much fun with this episode and I'll see you next time here in Temple Space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.